things my family did. I am not the voices in my head. I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside. I am light. I am light. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Being Inspired Radio. I'm Amanda Johnson, your host, and I just have a smile on my face every time I listen to that song by India Ari. And um, I also, as I'm listening to it, I'm watching my flame of a candle flickering, which just feels so appropriate um, as she shares that truth with, uh, with us today. I'm super excited um, and just feeling so grateful and honored to have another amazing guest on the show today and actually a very, very dear sister of mine, um, who I've gotten to know over the past year and a half. We've been through a life coach training program together. We've had um, opportunities to meet in person and, and and just to connect on a very deep soul level. Um, and our, our relationship has, you know, had its, its um, uh, you know, just kind of a cool journey, uh, which we may or may not get to today. But I just, I'm so excited to introduce everyone to the dear Kelly Cooper, and Kelly Cooper, um, besides being an incredible sister and friend of mine, is an inspiring life coach um, who is guided by authenticity and who guides others to love and connect more deeply with all parts of themselves. So, Kelly, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So, um as, as for those of you listening and you know when I have uh, a guest on the show, we we let it flow and, and sometimes um, we just like to see what comes up organically. That to me is really the whole purpose of this radio show is to see what is present, what is real, what is inspiring and to share that and to trust that whatever comes up is um, is meant to be and is to touch you and to reach you in some way. And um, I often, you know, have some topic or, or theme that I, I'm feeling called to share. And for this week, that theme is this idea of thoughts becoming things or to think is to create. And um, I've read some thought leaders on this and in some books and texts. And, um, you know, there's one uh, person specifically, um, Mike Dooley, who he's really known for this idea, this concept, and he has an entire um, platform, persona, I don't know what you want to call it, where he sends little notes from the universe. And he calls it Tut, a note from the universe. And I, I signed up for these a long time ago. And every now and again, I'll, I'll see what one is, and I'll open it up in my email. And I took it as a little wink from the universe, a little sign from the universe today to say, yeah, go ahead and explore this concept with Kelly and, and see what comes from it. Because what I I made a very conscious decision um, to say, let me just read that email today. And so about an hour before the show, I I happened to go into my email. I saw Tut. I said, I, I, I think I need to read that. So I opened it. And that's what I'd like to read to all of you today to set the tone for this show. And, you know, as I read it, listening in to what in it is true for you and what in it connects for you today in this moment as you're listening and and of course I'll ask Kelly and I to do the same thing where what in this resonates and rings true and um and see where that leads us as some breadcrumbs for us to follow so here was the email I received from the universe um today before the show it says quantum physics 101 the present is defined by a confluence of your thoughts, Amanda, guided and restricted by your beliefs. The future becomes the present when your beliefs change. Time measures how much effort you require to change your thoughts. And space shows exactly what you're now thinking about. And therein, you see that the one universal, immovable, unifying equation that sums up all things physical and metaphysical 
is thoughts become things, which is all you really need to know. So what does that bring up for you, Kelly? What is that? What truth is in it for you? It's interesting because I feel like I'm constantly doing this dance between um, having a lot of thoughts and then always getting to this place where I, I really try to just connect and have really just, well, it kind of starts almost as this um, like frenzy of thoughts. And then I somehow kind of um, tweeze out some really loving thoughts and then it kind of gets even smaller. So it's almost like if I can visualize this like cluster, almost like a nest of twigs or something. And I feel like sometimes I get to this place and then I just pull out a few twigs. So I have a smaller group and then I just kind of start picking out one and then I go forward with that, which is for me really having, uh, finding spaciousness with not really thinking a lot of thoughts. Mm. And I kind of do this spiral then where, you know, when I am more quiet and I don't have as much going on inside and I am just, there's more of a stillness within me. That's, that feels like home. And then I feel like it's just, Um, an interesting dance of then I somehow accumulate so much I have to kind of sit down and and you know get centered again with okay what is it I want to think and then I kind of just go through that process again where I it's just this stillness I always come back to I love what you're saying you know and as as you were saying that this this idea for me is that came up and came in through me is thoughts become things. Okay, so to use the you know Tut or Mike Dooley his his phrase his quote, and to think is to create. And as I heard you speaking, it's what I heard was yes, and oftentimes we are thinking so much, or we have so many thoughts, and so there's almost a it's not necessarily a danger, but there's a, a caution there. And I know in my own experience, mm-hmm. because I, I also have this um, tendency to just a, really let my mind go and just to how many thoughts can I hold in one moment or, you know, from moment to moment, you know, and as I've been practicing over the years, observing those thoughts, I am less mm, controlled by them. However, I still, I, I witness how constant they are. And so it's interesting that First, I'll be looking at this concept, thoughts become things, or another way of saying that, to think is to create. And with that, how can we hold, how can we be in this dance? How can we see that, yes, the mind is a tool and it has thoughts and it does this incredible thing, and let's not let it run away from us? Um, because mm-hmm. I think there's there's a an invitation here that we want to be, you know, cautious around, which is, it doesn't mean we need to think more, <laughs> you know, just because mm-hmm. thoughts create things doesn't mean we need to think more. So I, that's what was coming up as you were talking is this like, oh, wait, let's not, let's not use this as an excuse to actually be in our minds and in our heads more. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, as I was just listening to you, I was getting this um, vision of my life and how I show up. And I think it's this old pattern of I used to almost do so much, think so much, I couldn't do anything with it. It was, mm. it's just, I can't feel into it. There's too much kind of going on. And so what I've learned and a lot of my, you know, through this journey is that um, I, it's almost like I, I like, I need to be just like in one place and be there. Mm. And I think that's kind of, for me, the thoughts, it just, again, it kind of creates our reality. And so I don't desire to have a lot of things going on. It makes me feel scattered. Instead, I like to just kind of, um, 
really only focus on a few things. And that to me just feels so good. And I, my thoughts, I just really, (laughs) interesting. I feel like this is exactly actually what I was thinking about yesterday because it's just spaciousness keeps coming up for me. Mm. And I think for so long I judged, um, needing a lot of downtime or quiet time as, you know, that whole, like not feeling productive. And now I feel so it's, it's not even, I don't even really have a choice. I need a lot of alone time and I need a lot of quiet time Mm -hmm. for me to really feel how I want to feel in my life. And Mm. I just, right now I'm going through something where I just love being truly quiet. I love, I love just being around things because that just feels so spacious right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's as if the, you're being more selective with which thoughts you have. mm -hmm. And, and maybe this is what I'm getting and correct me if, if this is off track, but there's almost this idea of there's been so much thought and so many at times. And I'm, as you said before, it's almost like I'm, I'm tweezing out or I'm kind of pulling out of selecting this one and this one so that I then have the space to really feel w- w- what those are and therefore create that reality. And so in a way, your thoughts, meaning I'm, actually selecting only a few thoughts versus the frenzied, you know, frenetic, I have so many thoughts going through my mind all day, which would create Mm -hmm. a different reality that would create a frenetic frenzied reality. And you're in a space of saying, I want spaciousness. I want, um, I want this ability to just drop in and feel and be quiet. Therefore I will also there choose certain thoughts or choose to be without thought so that I can create that reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's exactly it. And I think that there's so much power and there's so much energy in everything that we think. And if we go too fast, we just, for me, I miss so much of it. Mm. And so it's almost connecting in a deeper way truly with what you think. Um, and for me, that really happens by understanding. And I think that's exactly what it is that when I have too much going on, I, it, um, it makes it, it's more challenging for me to kind of understand these thoughts and like kind of what, you know, what birthed this thought. (laughs) But if I, if it's a little, if there's less kind of going on here, then I can, then it all feels a little bit more connected. And then that feels really beautiful for me. Um, that's, that, that's taking this. So it's almost, and I'm it really, what I'm doing here is I'm kind of breaking apart this concept in and of itself. Cause I'm just so curious and fascinated because we hear this a lot. Or I, I do, I hear, you know, how powerful our thoughts are. And there are a lot of, again, kind of thought leaders and teachers out there who, who teach this and, and who really point to this. And what I'm hearing now, even as you speak is, it's not just the thought itself, but it's our connection to that thought. It's our, it's the ability to really feel that thought. Wayne Dyer talks about mm. this where in his um, Wishes Fulfilled book, he talks about the, the, the power of I am. And, you know, he, and it's an exercise I've tried a bit. I don't, I'm not um, uh, diligent with it at all times, but I have practiced it at times where before going to bed, I lie there and I say, I am, or I think I am, and I fill in the blank, you know, anything that it is that I believe I am, or, you know, want to be more of, you know, again, because I already am that, but it's just maybe I don't experience it in my day to day life. So maybe it's, you know, I am love, I am abundant, I am grateful, I am prosperous, I am, you know, all whatever it is. And, and his, his point in that is, Sometimes we, we start by thinking it because we can't get past that. Like at times it starts just as a thought and there's no feeling beneath it. You know, so for somebody, Mm -hmm. again, in in my own life, I certainly have those examples, but just to make it maybe a little more dramatic, um, you know, someone who 
maybe they they really don't feel happy. Okay. They, they just mm-hmm. feel really, but so to say I am happy, it's a thought, but it won't feel true. And his, his Wayne Dyer's in, invitation is to keep thinking it until you feel it. So it's almost like mm-hmm. it starts with the thought and then that's the mind. This is the kind of the conscious part of our being, which also have unconscious parts as well, but that's kind of the first step. And then we feel it. And so that's what I just heard you say is needing that time and that space to fully connect with the thought. So it's not just a thought. And that mm-hmm. is what, so again, it's not just thoughts. Be, you know, it, it's the thought begins this process of creating our reality because it's the connection to that thought, feeling it in our bodies, you know, that's where it becomes real. Mm. Would you agree? How does that? Yeah. And I, I feel like this, so kind of the next layer of this, um, is this whole process of connecting with it for me is really about finding the soul medicine in an experience or a thought. Mm. Um, and, what I'm curious about is sometimes we, we're in situations and we've really, there's like a big dose of soul medicine coming at us. And sometimes it's with certain people or it's certain situations. Um, but then I love to contrast it also with and notice how when I am around certain people or in certain situations, this whole kind of process isn't present. It's almost like, it's almost like I think there's different ways to show up. There's one where we show up and we connect with our thoughts in such a way that, you know, offers us um, a deeper understanding of ourselves or there's some growth. And then there's other experiences or people where it just doesn't really show up in the same way because there's such a flow to it. Um does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Let me, what I'm hearing is, um, with certain people or experiences, it's, it's, um, we're being asked or we're, we're creating again for if this is if thoughts become things. So I'm just going to go off of that for a second. In a way we're creating a dynamic with this person, with this experience that causes us to then need to learn something or have to your point, you know, have a dose of soul medicine, which means it's the, this experience is going to feel, um, potentially heavy. So what I'm doing, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, in my life, you know, my relationship is a, such a huge opportunity for soul medicine. Okay. So with this person in this experience, I'm being asked to constantly learn and to grow and to, um, see something a different way, et cetera, right? So I'm feeling this dose. And I bet if I were to break it down, I'm thinking a lot in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm really thinking a lot. And so, and what am I thinking? I'm thinking that I'm here to learn something. I'm thinking that this is at times challenging. I'm thinking whatever, and who knows, those thoughts are going to change day to day. Whereas what I heard, and then what I heard you say is we have those experiences and then we have these other experiences, maybe with different people in different environments where we aren't in our thoughts in Mm -hmm. that way. We aren't thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then there's just like, now I'm thinking of you and I, when I, when we get on a call or we talk, there's, I'm not, hmm, I'm not in struggle. I'm not in, um, now And so this is interesting and I'm going to pass it back to you. And yet I feel like I can learn and grow with you as well. Yeah, I feel the same way. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it's this, um, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) There's something about certain people, whatever the energy is or experiences that for some reason invite us to kind of think in a different way. And so it kind of, it then I think floats or melds into processing and understanding. And then there are other people like you and I, we come together 
And it's almost like a recharge where it's like you've ha- you're living your life, I'm living my life. We come together, we share, we get inspired. We, it helps us. Um, I'm almost for some reason, you know, I'm I'm in Tahoe right now, surrounded by nature, and so. Mm. It reminds me of like little squirrels or something. They're in the forest foraging and they come together and they like bring all their food together. They like recharge and then they go back out again. You know, yeah. that, and they have to like, deal with like predators like. and things out there. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And that's what it feels like for us. Cause it's like, okay, we're going, we're going, let's come together, talk about all this stuff, learn. Okay. I'm going again. Okay. <laughs> see you soon. Then we leave. Then we come back and it's like, okay, what'd you learn? Okay, this is what I learned too. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I love that image. And I especially love that image because we have so many squirrels in our backyard and my dog just goes <laughs> crazy over this. I'm just thinking of this squirrel is like being antagonized by the dog. And then he goes away to his like friendly squirrels. And is like, oh my gosh, you have no idea what I just did today. I just had to like fend off this dog. Or maybe I was like, in, like enticing the dog. And then I was like, you know, anyway, oh my gosh. Oh, anyway. I'm a metaphor. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. So is there more around that? Because you, I think that's so profound that you're saying that there's these, you're kind of seeing it in these two ways. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any more that you feel? Like, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So when you were talking about your relationship and, um, and then kind of tying this into the beginning of how, how thoughts become things. So I wonder if you have the thought that you're constantly going to show up to learn in your relationship. So that's becoming the thing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe there are other times where we don't have that thought, right? Or, um, because I'm trying, I, it's funny, my relationship with my husband is, um, one where I feel, uh, uh, in the greatest state of flow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just like, when we're together, I'm just with him and you know, we're not always talking, but it just, it just feels like we're just in this energy and, um, I just show up so differently with him. It's almost like, a, you know, earlier I talked about kind of that <clears throat> quietness, that mm-hmm. pause. That's what it feels like when I'm with my husband, I feel very, um, it's almost as if I'm alone in some ways with that silence. It just feels very calm and still. Mm. So even though, of course, he is a teacher of mine, I don't feel like that relationship, I come to it um, always thinking a lot about growth. It, it, it more happens sporadically, whereas other relationships definitely, um, especially with family members, I feel like it's constant growth for me. Mm every interaction really. Um, so I'm, I'm also just kind of curious about Mm -hmm. that. Why, Mm -hmm. like, what is it about the different people, different relationships that, you know, do you feel like that? There are just some people it's always, you're always learning like every situation, every interaction. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I, and I will, I will go back and and now it's fascinating that you said that because I would agree. Agree and again, be curious about for myself. What are my thoughts about my relationship, and and not just this one, but any any romantic or you know close relationship in my life? I've had a few now, you know, um, where I'm curious if I haven't always had this thought, you know, that either. I am here to, I mean, I don't think at one point it was quite as evolved to say, I'm here to learn something from this person. But at one point, maybe it was, you know, um, this isn't going to be, this isn't easy, right? This doesn't need, Mm -hmm. this doesn't always, um, relationships aren't easy. So that's a thought. And I do believe Mm -hmm. actually, I, I know I've done some work that that has come up as an unconscious thought. And see, here's the other thing I bet we say thoughts become things. And I think it's good. It's, it's a good reminder uh, that it, it can be our unconscious thoughts become things as mm-hmm. well. So to your point, again, the more we can clear away and drop in and get really, you know, connected to that thought, where did that come from? You know, anyway, so this idea, you're right, that I, I have a belief 
or a thought about my about relationships in general and then my relationship specifically. So I'm I mean I'm constant I feel like I'm constantly learning. And um you know you'd said something earlier, you know, before we started the show where it's like do I all do we want to always be in that space? And I'm not saying that meaning I, I want to leave this relationship, but do I want to keep that thought alive? Do I want to keep thinking that I am always, I, I have to learn? Or mm-hmm. is it that with certain, again, or is it just certain people bring that up? Um, yeah. You know, that is, so maybe maybe it's naughty. I, I, anyway, that's so, I'm fascinated. I don't know. Right now, I'm just in a whole lot of question right now. <laughs> I feel, I'm noticing a lot of questions. A lot of questions, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, I feel like the last thing that's kind of really floating around now that I'm curious about is um, how this evolves kind of with new experiences or new people. Mm. Or actually, even as I said that, no, forget that, I think, because this is where, again, it gets so interesting because I can have a new experience that feels like I've always been there. And then I can have a new experience that truly feels so unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm mentioning this because I have a, I'm in a lot of new kind of work partnerships right now. And I have been learning a lot, a lot. And I definitely, after each experience, I feel like I process it in a uh, very deep way. Like, okay, what happened? And I <laughs> reflect a lot and... Um, and then I get to the point where I choose how I'm going to, what I'm going to choose to believe happened. And then I go forward from there, Mm. but it's such an unfamiliar relationship and the dynamics are so unfamiliar and new and it, and it feels like such a contrast from who I am that it's teaching me so much. But then I'm also thinking about a new person that um, I recently connected with. And she, the moment I started talking to her, brand new person in my life, it was as if we've known each other forever. And I feel so comfortable with her. Um, So I don't think it's a new, I don't think it's about something being new. I just think it's maybe about what feels so just like, different from us and then mm-hmm. what feels so similar ah mm-hmm. uh, yes yeah and um something else you said that really just stuck out um as like a little flashing light you said earlier about in that ex- new experience that really was teaching a lot like you kind of walked away with it, and I would say that might be the um equated to the the thing that felt maybe more different to you like this isn't as this isn't like quote unquote me or how I see myself or perceive myself or however that is. Um, and in that moment, you, you said you went away, you reflected, and then you chose what you would believe about that, ex- mm. you know, the, um, exchange or that experience. And I think there was, to me, that was the power. That was the power mm-hmm. of saying, I get, first of all, I get to choose what I believe, which will then I'm going to keep tying it back. So I think this is so crazy that it does somehow do that, that I'm going to choose what to believe, which will then create my reality with that person, with that environment. So I, you know, and so that's fascinating. And then it does sound like there's these other experiences where we just don't have to do that. (laughs) We just, I mean, we probably are, but, and again, this, this to me is the, this is the mystery and it's okay that it, for me, it's okay. It's a mystery. Um, And I think it's cool that we're just shining a light on, this idea that there, there are, there's differences. There are different ways that we show up and relate to some people and other experiences and, um, which is fascinating. But what I, what I really pulled out of that was this choice to, you know, to believe, you know, what I want to believe. And then that's going to create my reality around it. And I don't know if Mm -hmm. that, how is that? My, my question is, has that had an impact then on on your dynamic, on your relationship with this, you know, these people, with this environment? Oh, absolutely. And this is why I'm so grateful to be in this experience. And this is where I think the growth happens. Um, because I used to show up 
in such a way that if somebody, if I had an experience with somebody and I felt it wasn't very loving, I would make a judgment about it and then carry that forward into my relationship with that person. And what would happen over time is there eventually I was building this space between us and it was very much separating myself. And so I'm choosing now to show up and not separate myself from people. So if I have an experience, which I've been having several that don't feel very loving, or perhaps I wish this person maybe showed up in a different way, (laughs) instead of trying to separate myself, I offer this person more love and I offer myself more love. Mm. And I remind myself that we're just, we're both doing the best that we can do right now. And then I've taken it a step further through having multiple experiences um, like these that what I, I now reframe it as I am in partnership with this person. So whereas I never did this before, it was always this person's here and I'm there almost like two lone islands. Mm. Now I look at it like we are in partnership. And so I've been bringing this forward with everybody that um, I've just been bringing this forward with almost everybody I interact with the past like two weeks that I look at them like I'm in partnership with you. Mm -hmm. Even if somebody is driving behind me and tailgating me, (laughs) I think we're in partnership together right now. We are in partnership. I'm not going to choose to be annoyed or feel rushed to speed up we're in partnership right now. And so I feel like when I look at everything through the lens of partnership, I am, it helps me, uh, connect with really showing up as my most loving self, which is really what I, you know, want to do as much as possible. And so, ah, that's who we truly are. Well, cause your loving self is who you truly are. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even know what this whole journey is about is building the tools to get to that Yes. And so this was a new tool for me, but again, I wouldn't have been able to build the tool if I wasn't in this situation of the contrast. That's what I, and that's what I'm hearing. Beautiful. And when we, again, not that we solve the mystery, I don't believe that, but just to shine more light on this, you know, well, why with some people and then with others? And, And I, and again, I love your little squirrel metaphors. Like, well, we do, we have our little group of squirrels, like-minded, who, re, re, you know, <laughs> rejuvenate us and inspire us. And we come to the table and say, here's what I'm learning. Yeah, me too. And yeah, me too. Okay, great. And we kind of recharge. And I love that image. And then we go back out to, to forage and to, you know, hunt and to gather and maybe to run across a dog or whatever and to escape and, you know, near-death experience and whatever this may be. And... Those are those growing opportunities. I know you've said this, but I'm just rephrasing it. Like that's where we are going to grow. And it's because in those moments, it's asking us, it's our opportunity to become more of our true loving selves. Because to your point, without these, we wouldn't get to. Um, And it is the power of how we choose to see that situation, to see the, you know, what's the belief. Again, is that person out to get me or am I in partnership with them? Um, am I being asked to be lean in and be more loving or am I going to separate myself and actually create more distance, which if in the moment I believe that person's different, I need to separate myself from them. They are being unloving to me. I'm going to create it. And guess what? My reality is now going to be that I am Mm -hmm. disconnected, that I do not have loving relationships in my life, that I feel separate and it's up to me it is up to us to say in that moment do i ch- do i want to feel what's my reality that i want i want to feel connected i want to feel love well then i get to create that and i create mm-hmm. that through my thoughts through my beliefs and ultimately in my actions because that's again where it goes um Oh, I love that. And I'm just also checking in with how out of partnership I have been as a driver lately. So I'm just going to say I have been <laughs> not seeing my, my fellow drivers as partners lately. And so this is a beautiful tool in the car. Can mm-hmm. I even say what well, we're, we're in partnership. Like let's, we are doing this together. How beautiful. Yeah. 
I have to share something with you that is so, I feel like, I don't know why this is coming up right now, but I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day I was driving and where I live, it's a little bit hilly and I was coming down the hill and there was a car. So I kind of had to go in a little bit, uh, into the other lane almost it's like a two-lane road and there was a car coming and so she saw me she stopped and then we were eventually like right next to each other and she had slowed down I thought oh she wants to tell me something so I went to roll down my window and she flicked me off and I was so shocked by it I thought that she was maybe lost and she was gonna ask me for directions um and then she drove off and I was like I was she and she looked very angry. Hmm. And, um, I was so (sighs) shocked by that experience because, um, I, it's, I just haven't seen someone's face so angry Hmm. and this is a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. And, and then I, so I, I literally felt it in my stomach first and it was like my whole body tensed up. And I kind of went through that, the little girl in me like, Oh my God, I'm in trouble. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just let it all happen. And I realized she was really scared. She maybe didn't see the car that was in front of me that I had to go around. And so I was coming into her lane essentially. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she was really, really scared. That's Mm -hmm. probably, or, you know, might've been what she felt. And so it was like, I felt such compassion for her after that. Like, you know, I'm sorry you know, and obviously we didn't get to talk about this, but I kind of just sent her these thoughts. Like, I'm sorry that you were so scared. That must've been really scary for you. Like Mm. you just kind of saw this car coming at you. Um, and if you're not familiar with where we live, a lot of times you just kind of pull over and let the car, it's just very, uh, everybody that drives around here always pulls over their, the roads are kind of narrow and it just, it flows. Mm -hmm. But if you might not be familiar that definitely could have been really scary just seeing this car kind of coming into your lane at you on a narrow road. Um, wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Actually it, it, um, what that brought up for me was first I noticed my reaction as you told the story and as you told the story immediately when you said she flicked me off and I thought, Oh, how dare she? (laughs) And I, I immediately went into into judgment, into defense, into how would I have felt or thought, what would I have done? And I would like to think that I would have, you know, remain, held my composure and, and, and process that on my own without, you know, doing something in, re- in response. But I also can feel how maybe I could have flipped her off too, or, you know, said something else. So that's really fascinating. First of all, and then what a beautiful gift first that you received and then that you just shared with us that you took that experience that felt uncomfortable. And again, she obviously felt uncomfortable, but, and then you sat in your own discomfort of, Ooh, I'm maybe in trouble or that didn't feel good. Wow. She was really angry. Um, I may have done something wrong. And then you transformed it into compassion because, and, and here's what you did. Or here's my perception of what happened. You took the time You didn't just have all these thoughts running across your mind, you know, rapidly. You took the time to, here's a thought, I'm, I'm up, I'm, I'm in trouble or she's upset or wow. And then you explored it. You connected to it so that you could understand it. And through understanding is where we find compassion. And so by understanding your own discomfort, you were able to tap into hers and feel compassion and you just transformed what could have could have been road rage for both people into a beautiful learning for you and and hope and potentially a gift to her you know who knows what what would have then happened with her but um she at least didn't have to receive anger from you right in retaliation mm. so what a mm. gift and and now all of a sudden i'm inspired again to say how, what if we, each person does that what if each one of us does that at one point in our day um, just to at that moment break the cycle or to break the, you know. Yeah. And you know what? I actually like to think that's always happening. Yeah. Like that's just why it all works because mm-hmm. I'm sure earlier in that day or maybe after she probably made, 
I don't know, mm. showed up as and offered real compassion for somebody. So mm. I like to think that we're always kind of, and it's funny. So, okay, I have to share this. So a lesson that just came up for me in sisterhood um, was that I was almost feeling responsible for like uh, caring a big part of sisterhood and our mutual sister, Tara, um, beautifully reminded me, Kelly, you're, you're not like the lone warrior here. We all show up and contribute Mm. and you're Mm. because I had started something and I didn't continue to show up the way I wanted to. And so I felt like I had let everyone down. Mm-hmm. But what happened was I, I think my gift was just to start it. And then I let everyone else continue it. And they did. And it was beautiful. Yeah. But there was some judgment that I was going, I needed to continue. And so this reminds me too, that like, there's always so much going on that supports us. You know, like maybe it's those days where we need someone to really inspire us or remind us or just kind of give us a loving smile. And that happened. I don't know. It's just yes. like how we're all connected. It just reminds me of that. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And you're right, because not no one of us is alone doing this. And what a beautiful reminder. Yes, that in her, who knows where she went that day. Um, but absolutely. I'm sure she has been, you know, compassionate of others. And equally, I've had my moments where I flick someone off. And then, and again, through that experience, that again gets me in touch with, you know, having more understanding and compassion later. So you're right. It, it all, it all works. And that's why it works. Um, and so no, no one of us is, um, is free from it. And no one of us is alone in doing something about it. I think that's mm. awesome. I'm so glad you shared that story. Always trust your gut. I know you do. <laughs> You're so good at that. Um, let's let's. This feels really. This feels really natural and 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 um, kind of the 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 ti- right timing to pivot a bit and just let me do some rapid fire questions that I like to end each show with when I have a guest. So these are just so we get to know a little bit more about you and what inspires you and. Um, yeah, and then through that, receive even more gifts. So, um, are you ready? I'm ready. Great. Who is a source of inspiration for you, and why? Mm. Is this somebody currently, or it can be anyone? It can be anyone. Okay, I want to talk about again a mutual friend, um, Rosalie. Mm. So I met Rosalie through our coaching program. Um, we actually get paired up with a sister and we're, we're coaching partners for three months. And so Rosalie was my first coaching partner in the program. And for me, Rosalie offers such a beautiful, loving mother, um, kind of energy. And so she just deeply inspires me to always, um, I feel like she helped me recognize how much I enjoy that energy and what it offers me. Um, And one thing it really offers me is it allows me to be more playful. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I really show up with Rosalie, kind of in a more playful energy. And she really offers me this beautiful, unconditional love. And the reason I'm talking about her and why I feel like she inspires me is because there are so many times where, like I talked about earlier, I might have an experience with someone and feel disconnected. And then I think about Rosalie and I think, what if Rosalie was saying that to me? Mm-hmm. What would it feel like? And mm-hmm. so I feel like she inspires me so much because without her, without having, like, actually talking to her, having her physically with me, I really do carry her in my heart. And it's because, and it's like, she continues to inspire me, um, because of the experience I've had with her and the way that she's just loved me. And, uh, so I feel like she constantly inspires me, my experience with her, my relationship, um, to kind of show up in a much more loving way, uh, with others. Beautiful. 
That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So then next question is what place or activity most inspires you right now in mm. your life? Lake Tahoe. Mm. <laughs> um, I just, there's something about it's, it's summer here and on warm days, just the smell of the pine trees. Um, just, I just love that smell and getting to just sit on the beach and watch the little waves of the lake and take my, my shoes off and step into the cold lake water and just feel all those big rocks under my feet and just look out and see the mountains. I just am so deeply inspired by Lake Tahoe. Mm. I can feel that when you say that. Wow. What are you currently working on or creating that is just really inspiring to you? So <clears throat> I have been, uh, struggling with writing a lot lately. And I realized that I, you know, with everything I do, I, I really desire a lot of freedom and spaciousness. And I have that with poetry. It is, I just, po like when I write poetry, it just, I sit down and I don't even have to think. It just comes out of me. And then when I try to write more of, um, to write kind of in a different way, a little bit more kind of sharing my experiences, almost kind of showing up a little bit more in that teacher energy, it just feels really forced. So I finally just made this like connection. Okay, Kelly, just only write poetry right now. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. So, um, I love so that. right now I'm working on, um, writing more poetry and, and just letting that happen. So great. I, I just spoke with a mutual friend of ours, Tasha today, and she was suggesting a book and I, I, I'm, I'm not positive. I remember the title of it, but I want to, I think it's called feeling writing is the name of the book. And I might have mm. that wrong, but it's, she read me the very brief preface. And it basically was this guy who's writing this book back in the eighties who says, you know, when I tried to write based with all these structures and in the, you know, proper format and with the proper footnotes and this, that, and the other, you know, I'd, I would always do it. I'd show up and write it just the way I'm supposed to write it, you know, and his whole, the whole book is exploring how that's not what it's about. And so what I just heard you say and what I'm being reminded of as you just said that and she told me that earlier this morning is there's it's there's no one way and there's no formula and as soon as we try to put ourselves into that box it feels forced and contrived mm. and the gift of your writing or any of our gifts is that it comes out in the way that is most aligned with who we are and you mm. found yours and how beautiful, like what a gift to everyone. And so for you yeah. to see that instead of trying to force your way into something else. And of course you had to just to even notice the difference. Um, mm -hmm. So one, oh, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> <laughs> if you choose to share it with us. Um, <laughs> so then I, I, I'm a big reader. I'm an avid reader. Um, and so I always, I find there's a lot of beautiful medicine and guidance in books. And so a couple questions in terms of maybe what's inspired you book wise. So the first question is, do you have, um, a favorite book or kind of a go-to book that's really inspired you personally or spiritually? Gosh. Um, so many, mm -hmm. I feel like in the beginning it was, uh, Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer really, uh, I feel like I just want to thank them and for just kind of opening, like showing me this path. I, for some, for some reason, something about what they wrote, their videos, um, their interviews, something about it, uh, helped me want to explore where we are now. Um, and then Abraham, uh, definitely was a big teacher in the beginning. I mean, still is every time I read anything that Abraham shares, um, same with Byron Katie, mm -hmm. I'm just like, Whoa, it just stops me. And it's like, 
well, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, it's, <laughs> um, so I don't know if it's, I, yeah, I would say those people definitely, um, have had a huge impact on me and I truly enjoy, I mean, I, I there's so many, so many teachers. I just love reading what they write, create, share. I love listening. Um, you know what, actually, let me change that. Women who run with wolves. That book, Mm. that book opened me up, um, and it's Dr. I always mess up her name. Is it Carissa Bacolis Estes? That sounds, that sounds as good as I would say. Okay. I can't remember if it's Carissa or Clarissa. Um, Mm. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I will say that book, I actually have the audio version and I listened to that book, um, a lot Mm. and that book really helped me connect with that ancient wise woman that lives in me. And especially the part where she talks about as women, we need to express ourselves. We have so much energy. We need to create. It's not, we cannot choose to not express ourselves and we need to express ourselves in so many different ways. And to just explore what it feels like expressing yourself. And it's just okay. Like, and, and that's something that, and, and she goes a lot deeper into this, but uh, she talks a lot about uh, women feeling like they're living in a cage and how uh, that has been true for many of us in many different ways and how so I really kind of uh, connected with that feeling of living in a cage. And I, for me now, is in this modern world, it's really with the expectations and the societal roles. And for me to just know that I do not have to accept that. I can just truly be who I am and I get to decide this. Mm-hmm. And I get to decide how I see myself and what's possible for myself. And... Um, yeah, it just helped me really connect to these deep parts of me that feel extremely powerful. Uh, so I think that book has really, I connect with that book a lot. Wow. Mm. Well, I'm inspired to read it again or listen to it again. I've, I think I've listened to it once. And uh, the way you're saying it, I, I, I could use it one more time at least. So thank you. Wow. Um, and I don't know if there's another either teacher or author or book that comes up for you, not that I like to compartmentalize, but um, something that has fueled you in business or in work, you know, if you've read something that really inspired you that hmm. way. Um, to be honest, anything I usually read about that does the opposite mm-hmm. because um, what I've learned is that I have to feel my way through my business, my work, what I create. And the learning is all on my own. And I, I definitely can read things and I can find inspiration, but I I always come back to almost forgetting everything I've read and just trusting myself. And it's like, I've done this enough now where I'm like, I read it. I can't explain it. I read it and it's inspiring. And I, I find it interesting. I I find it interesting the way that other people create and what Mm. works for them. Mm. But I will tell you, I've yet to find that it feels really, really good to have a process because Mm. my process is pretty much, I have no process. It changes daily, weekly, monthly, depends on what's going on. Um, And I just want to stay with that. I want to always stay with what feels real. And I don't know what each day is going to bring. And sometimes things feel really good and then they stop and then they feel good again. So, yeah. Mm, I'm glad I asked that question. And I'm glad that that's how you answered. Um, There's something else that's coming up for me, which is, you know, we, I was just sharing this with another friend the other day where what we read, what we learn is it's simply pointing us back to our own truth and what we already know within, which is why, you know, sometimes we need to read a lot and learn a lot so that we can kind of sift through and then go, Oh, there it is. 
And at the same time, caution ourselves from getting too attached to any one teacher or way, because again, it's not that they figured it out for us. They just reminded us of what we already know. And so there Mm. is this, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And so the more, and sometimes early on when our truth is really, really hidden and buried, it does take us really taking it face value and, and maybe trying it verbatim um, while we clear away all the gunk. And then as our truth becomes more you know, visible or more accessible, we need less and less of that. And then it's purely inspiration to go, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for reminding me. I already knew that. You know. So I love that you just shared that. Yeah. Wow. One thing I want to add to that is... <clears throat> I do notice that I am deeply inspired when I get to read something that somebody that someone has written from a place of complete vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I can feel the energy of a vulnerable writing like peace. And that I feel like is the biggest gift when and again this comes back to authenticity too that um I just love when people are real and they share, and that can be a celebration, that can be a struggle, that can be anything. Um, and so I really do appreciate when people, especially people who are creating and running their own businesses, um, when they kind of show the range of experiences and do so in a very vulnerable way. Mm-hmm. Well, the last question for you, and then we'll wrap it up. This has been so, ugh, I never want to rush these. Um, so for those of you know, listening who are now inspired to reach out or learn more about you, um, follow what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, the best way is to go on my website, although it's, there's not much there right now, <laughs> but so um, my website mm-hmm. is kellylynn.com. And you can find a way to connect with me. And I know you post a lot of beautiful things on Facebook as well. So anyone who wants some inspiring messages, quotes, videos um, through your Facebook as well. Yeah, I'm active on both Instagram and Facebook. um, And it's under Kelly Cooper Coaching. We'll link that Um, in the the body of this. So great. Okay. Amanda, I wanted to share a poem with you. Yes. Um, I actually haven't, this isn't one that I've written, but it's one that um, I just kind of wanted to gift to you today. So it's called Today by Mary Oliver. Today I'm flying low and I'm not saying a word. I'm letting all of the voodoos of ambition sleep. The world goes on as it must. The bees in the garden rumbling a little. The fish leaping, the gnats getting eaten, and so forth. But I'm taking the day off, quiet as a feather. I hardly move through really. I hardly move, though really I'm traveling a terrific distance. Stillness. One of the doors into the temple. And so it is. And so it is. I think we'll leave it with that. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, many blessings. And enjoy India Ari as she adds one more piece of truth as we close for today. Pieces of the brokenness inside